Vikings versus Packers, GMG in the Raw Live. Like the first week of the season, we're a little rusty. Hey, everybody. It's good morning. Got a heart in the raw. And you know what? It's week one. And the Vikings went out there and absolutely disappointed most absolutely every fan in Minnesota. First off, let's start. Yes, you had no preseason. Yes, you had no offseason. But there are 16 teams that come in and win this weekend. You are not one of them. Matt LaFleur is now 3-0 and against Mike Zimmer. You had all season or offseason long to figure out what in the world was going on, Mike, and you didn't figure it out. Now, if you sit there and whine that you have young players on the defense, they didn't know what they were doing, the tackling was bad, you couldn't stop the run except for up the middle, you couldn't stop it when it was going to the outside, you flip-flopped defensive ends, and put Unique and Gakwe on the left side instead of keeping them on the right. Instead of switching two players, you should have just switched one and put Odenibbo on the left. But no, that didn't work. I think we had one or two pressures the entire game. Are you kidding me? Really? The Mike Zimmer vaunted defense? Vaunted defense? Do you know that... This was the most points scored on the Mike Zimmer defense since he came to Minnesota. Did you know that, Flip? Oh, man, I did not know that, Dave, but I'm not surprised. That was just absolutely pathetic on the defensive side of the ball. They started okay, and then the offense just didn't help them out at all. And it was all downhill from there once we got near halftime. So just a pathetic performance by the Minnesota Vikings. I try to stay positive. I think the the best takeaways I can take from this game is we didn't look as bad as the Browns or the Lions. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I haven't seen those two games yet, so I I can't comment. Yeah, that's not saying much. Uh, Got to be better. Got to get better quickly. A lot of the issues we saw in this game were our biggest concerns going into this game. And that's, that's really what worries me. It wasn't some new issue that we can clean up. It's the things that we know are wrong about this team. And the Packers and Matt LaFer showed that Other teams, our opponents, are going to expose our weaknesses all season long. So it's on the coaches. You've got to be better. Well, for everybody who doesn't know, 
Flip is the great Flip Mozzie, and he will be joining us this season to break down Minnesota Vikings football <coughs> on GMG Live after the game. Flip is normally Mr. Positivity, but these last two years have been rough on him, and and he's sort of melded into us old-timers role of being a little bit pessimistic. But speaking of pessimism, Drew, how are you doing this afternoon? What the hell kind of an intro is that? Speaking of pessimism. <laughs> Christ, hey, really? Oh, we're having feed issues, it looks like. Hopefully not. And uh, we have, these are kind of weird shows because they happen right after the game, so they get a little emotional, but I'm glad you're here. And uh, I'm uh, happy to be here. You know, I'm not happy about the result, but I will say I know you all had the great Ted Glover on this show last season. I have no chance of filling his shoes I've been trying to think, dream up. I, I this, I'm a little nervous right now, to be honest. I was like, "How am I going to replace Ted Glover?" The guy, hey, the guy was a helicopter pilot, and he flew Gloria Stefan around. How can any of us fill those shoes? Honestly, can't. So, we can't. And, and then y'all go and go out, and you get Ted to do a, a pregame show. <laughs> like, throw me a bone here, y'all. Everybody's asking where Ted is right now. Now I gotta step into his shoes. I feel like. Like, well, you like if you Jefferson well, you, got, you got introduced as a great flip mozzie. I got the pessimistic guy that's going to ruin your life, Drew Bunting. How do we go with that? Let's go to Mister Mister Negative, pessimistic Drew. How you doing? You know, I, I have a question real quick, and I'll throw it right back to you guys rather than going on because we all know what we watched. How can one team flip look so prepared and so ready, and another team not? Not. Yeah, you know, I think that what we need to do here is look at the first half. A lot of a lot of people see the first half, they say, okay, maybe we can do a comeback in the second half. That never happens in the NFL. That happens only 20% of the time. So we need to be more critical about how the Vikings looked when they started the game. Like you said, it was flat. And I'm one- more talking about look at put put the offenses up next to each other. One is just clicking, executing, bam, 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 running their play, great play selection. And the other one is just lost and sluggish. And we, it's weird. I didn't see that in the first half, Drew, to be honest. You know, Green Bay was clicking, but our defense held them to field goals on their first two long drives. Our offense, once they got the ball, they marched straight down the field and scored to actually take the lead. We were up 7-3 in this game. But as that first half went on, you saw the safety was a big, big issue. And then the the interception that Kirk Cousins throws before halftime right. is unacceptable. And people are going to gloss over that. People are going to look at Kirk's stats, say he had a good game. No, you can't throw that ball with 40 seconds left in the second half. And your team needs to strike back to try to gain back, you know, maybe tie the game before halftime. And right. you just give the Packers seven more points right before we go into the locker rooms. That's unacceptable from Kirk Cousins. We're paying that guy $20 million this year. There's only six quarterbacks making more. Kirk Cousins has to get better. It starts with him if you want to criticize the offense. And I I agree, but they had... 
Now we froze up again on the Skype. But I'm not frozen. So on the Kirk Cousins issue, yeah. on the mm. Kirk Cousins issue, there was one thing he did well. Early in the game, he actually scrambled. And Ted and I were talking, and about gave us a heart attack, right? And he did it, I think, one more time or two more times. He was more aggressive in the game. I love seeing that. But I, <laughs> I was Kirk Cousins running for his life. Something's wrong. I hate. I, uh, I hate well, open, but... that's pass protection. But at least he ran last year. He wouldn't have. He would have eaten the sack. Now, that pass to Thielen, where Thielen broke out. And he threw the ball inside and gifted it to the Packers. Yes. <laughs> I was can't going off on that one. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't make and that not- mistake. And and here's the thing with Kirk is we, we criticize his mental issues. Well, if you look at that throw, that was actually just pure accuracy. He just missed his guy. And that is one of supposed to be one of Kirk Cousins' best strengths, his best attributes. He's accurate with the football in the intermediate and deep tiers. He, he makes that mistake. He lacks accuracy. You see what the result is. Where did we see Aaron Rodgers make a mistake like that in the entirety of the game? We didn't see it. And that's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Everybody on his offense was playing better than ours, too. I mean, they... I don't, I don't think so. They were they dropping were, they, uh, dropping balls out there. The execution of the plays, the Vikings... And there we go, Skype again. Well, the execution of the plays... But the problem with Green Bay is they dropped a lot of passes. Before they ran, it was dominating. And I know, you know, once you get behind the eight ball like that, you got to kind of, the one thing Cousins doesn't do, I don't think he rallies people really well. Like, all right, they're ahead of us. They're kicking our ass. Let's go kick their ass. I don't think he has a lot of that in him. He kind of goes with how the game's going. If we're kicking ass and we're up 20 to nothing, he's fired up. But. Yeah, and you know what? I have other fingers to point, but you're again, you're down eight points. You've got the ball before halftime. You've got the ball after halftime. There's no question; it was a horrible decision. You, it, you're. I'm okay with that defensive performance down fifteen to seven going into the halftime. It, it wasn't great, but it was enough to get the job done. If if the offense picks up the slack and does their part, we saw the exact opposite from the offense in that first half. Well, they were bending and not breaking the defense, that's for sure. I mean, a team runs 44 plays in the first half. They should, have more, than, the they three, should have more than 15 points. Three offsides penalties at home with nobody in the stands. Yeah. Well, don't get I mean, me on some that. Of those, some of those crowd some of those noise. Plays, some of those pass plays from Rodgers were like pitch and catch high school. So simple. Yeah, so because simple. Some of those coverage. patterns, man. You had coverage by Hill. He's got beat virtually all day. Nobody could tackle. Dantzler had a a so-so. I mean, it was a good effort day. What about but Hughes? He did, but he couldn't he wrap like up. Chris Cook. Hughes was catching up and tackling from behind. It more reminded me of Trey Waynes. But nobody was there consistently defending. Now, part of Eric that is Kendrick. only guy Eric Kendrick. Kendricks, yes, was there, but no pressure on on Aaron Rodgers per se, and he had time to pick us all off. Yeah, you could tell the plan was to, you know, t- Zimmer told those corners keep everything in front of you, 
don't get burned deep, and we'll we'll hope that the pass rush gets there. So again, but both looking, of those aspects failed, right? So the corners got. Be- I would say there were three or four times that the corners got beat deep. A couple of them on free plays, and worse than the corners was this defensive line. If you had to call out one position oh. group on the defense, it would be the front four. I mean. The Yannick Ngakwe signing, I tried to tell you, David, August ads are overrated. You can't add a guy that late and expect it all to be there in week one. Nor and can then, you add him and ask him to switch sides in less than a week. Cannot do that. <clears throat> it's, it's fair to criticize the defensive line coach, Andre Patterson. You just got a big promotion over the offseason, and your DL came out, and and you had input as to which personnel you had there not good enough. And a lot of those pass rushing downs, those third downs were actually, you know, they had Jalen Holmes come off, come on the field. They had Eddie Yarborough come on the field. Yay, for those, Eddie Yarborough! those guys were heaping, steaming piles, piles of, of trash. They yeah. didn't get home at all. Our Rogers had all day to throw. Yeah. Well, as Ben Chris Holt says, and we've been getting, people talking to us this whole time. It looked like a preseason game. The only problem with that, Ben, is it wasn't preseason. It was a regular season game. And the the Vikings (laughs) needed to pull it off. Oh, say say that again, David. Vikings what? Ben Chrisoit remarked that it's like a preseason game. And I said, yes, it looked like that from the Vikings standpoint. But the problem is, it wasn't a preseason game. It was a regular season game that started, that counts against your arch and most evil rival, and you blow it. The, ba- the, the, the Vikings' best defender was probably Valdez Scantling when he dropped two passes. That's probably... <laughs> well, well, no, I'm and that, that was written. That's a great comment from Ben. So I have a question for you, Dave, and, and for you, Drew. Yes. Based on what you saw today, because we looked like a preseason, we looked preseason atmosphere, nobody in the stands, not a lot of crowd noise, and no. the team just came flat. Hold so, on. Hold hold this rant just a second. I want to get on the crowd noise. The crowd no, no, noise. No, 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 I'm not talking about how the Vikings Come played. On. I'm talking about whoever ran that crowd noise sucks balls because all it was was white noise and you actually had booing at one part but there was no up or down when the offense or defense came on no nothing you suck crowd noise and sucked balls for a fucking team who sucked balls so it's all equal across the board because the vikings haven't looked this shitty in eight years I mean, yeah, I mean, we had, like I said, we had uh, defensive offsides. We had offensive false starts. We're at home where there wouldn't be any crowd noise anyways. We're still right. hopping off. What's, so the, what's the question you had? I want to hear your question. The question is, based on how we look today, based on how our Minnesota Vikings looked, how many games is this going to take till we work into midseason form? Till we can start putting our best effort, our best foot forward. Is that happening next week? Is that going to take a month? What do y'all think? Jeez, dude, that's a tough question. I can't very well say it's going to happen next week or the week after. 
I'm probably leaning more towards four to six weeks. Flip, to be honest with you. What I what I saw there, mm, that's some – I mean, I thought the biggest problem going into the season would be not so much the young talent because they're talented. And there goes Skype again. They're talented, but get at them together maybe is what the key. You, what you just mentioned about the D-line, maybe the talent isn't there. I don't know. That's, I can't answer that. I'm going to say a month just to cover no. my ass. Dave, what I, do know, you think? I know we're probably getting our tits licked in Indy next week. I could, that's, <laughs> I, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. They are. Look what their offensive line could do to our D-line. That could be a long-ass day, too. All right. Don't get me started on the old line. But – on the good side, the offense did score 34 points. And usually when we score 34 points, we win. The problem is the defense gave up 43. And that's the bigger issue. Now, the the points the Vikings scored on offense, a lot of it seemed to be padding stats at the end. But at least that was the right thought process. Too bad it couldn't have started in, you know, late in the first quarter. But how long do I think it comes around until they're decent? Uh, when does Daniil Hunter get off IR? That's He's on two more games. He's on IR, but we don't know. It might be longer with uh, that neck injury. One of our commenters, Anthony. Commenters? Commenters. Anthony. Wait. Anthony Grid. <laughs> apparently. Yannick was or Yannick was uh, playing on a bum ankle today as well. I don't know where he got that, but okay. So he's he's a bigger Xavier Rhodes at this point, you know. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the whole, nothing that gets injured. The whole defensive plan, which we know Zimmer calls the defensive plays, and we know we have two defensive coordinators, seem to be either wrong or not executed the way it was supposed to. Now, that goes to whoever's running the defense. And I'll take it from Zimmer to Patterson to Zimmer to all of them to those that, you know, weren't making the plays. That that it's, was a defense who didn't want to get beat with big plays and was very tentative. That was a tentative defense, what I saw. It was uh, pure, never, the game plan was pure execution is why it failed. We planned to to have, you know, give give them the short passes, but generate pressure in order to hassle Rodgers. So instead of what we saw was we saw Rodgers get more and more comfortable throughout that game. The right. game plan was for the opposite of that to happen is say, I don't have time to go deep. I don't have a free play. I'm gonna check it down here, and and as Rogers got more and more comfortable, that's when you saw him stop with the checkdowns, stop with the seven yard outs, and start going deep. So so we need to at least threaten defensive line pressure, or this is this is gonna be a bad three weeks for us, y'all. It's no, uh, it's, it's it certainly seems like Lafleur knows how to exploit our weaknesses a lot better than Zimmer knows how to exploit theirs. Obviously, because it, 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 but he shouldn't. He's just a brand new coach. I mean, how he, he looks like he's been playing against the Vikings for 20 years. I mean, yeah, it, I went into this game hopeful and that's, you know, something I do. I'll tell you all is I watch a a watch a, a win from a previous Viking season before every game. 
And I just want to remind everyone that when we lost last year in, a, against the Green Bay Packers at home, that was a game where we didn't have Dalvin Cook, so we couldn't run the ball. And that was a game where Eric Kendricks, not many people remember this, but Eric Kendricks got injured near half. He didn't play the entire second half of that 23-10 to 10 loss against the Packers. So, so I was hoping, you know, let's get Dalvin Cook established. Let's get Eric Kendricks. He was a Kendricks was a machine today, yes. tackling. Very but, much so. But we couldn't get Dalvin, not just in the run game, but even on some early screen passes. Um, just we we didn't get a lot from him either. So who is who is our best offensive player today? Crickets. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say Dalvin. Dalvin had what two touchdowns? Um, two touchdowns. You know, forty yards. 40, yeah, it, w- it wasn't. I mean, Adam Thielen had a really good question. A handful of catches. Um, <laughs> I can't pick one. I, there was the scramble by Cousins. Not that everything else was good. Um, I, 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 BC had a catch or two. Jefferson had two catches. Thielen. Uh, Irv had one. It's just every every drive, whether we were on offense or on defense, every drive at the start of the drive, if you said, this is a big drive, you know, whether it's hold them here, keep it a one-score game, or score here, make it a one-score game, the Vikings failed. You look at the drive coming out of halftime. This is your first drive of the second half. You have a chance to cut the lead right. from 12 to 5, and you do nothing. You barely get across midfield. It's in those moments, that's where the our offense just disappears. They're great when they're down by by two or three scores, and they no, can just not. you know go out there with no consequences. But when the game gets tight, you know, you know, how's the saying go? When the going gets tough, the tough. The, I don't know what the Vikings do, but they're not. You know, the you, know you know, if you flip it to the other side of the ball, what's equally as aggravating or irritating for me is when it's third and six when uh packers have the ball third and six and you really need you really need to stop them because they've driven have these long drives it's the time to get off the field and then they snap it and it's like an eight yard out to Devonte adams the corner's not even in the picture it's pitch and catch the camera goes back to rogers and he's laughing he's laughing about it when it's that easy it makes you feel like you can't stop them if it's that easy that's what that that's what I take from it. Like when you need that one, you gotta have moments in a game where you have that one, two, three big plays. You gotta have them, and it just seems like it was too easy for them today. It was too easy all the way across the board. The Vikings were vanilla. I didn't see a lot of a lot of clever playmaking on either side of the ball. I mean, most of the stuff was really straightforward. It was like a preseason game. But I did see one team that seemed like they had more intensity and they were more prepared than we were. That's what I saw. I don't think they have that much more talent than we do in the long run. Do they? Yeah, it's it's hard for me to say just because, you know, there was a time in this game where our defense was holding them. You know, they were tightening it up a- along the goal line, even though they were allowing that yardage. Um, and and kind of it felt like the game was on a knife's edge at that point. Like, this really was two even teams. And, and instead of the Vikings improving as the game went on, they got worse as the game went on. 
Um, I, I love that that Holton Hill play against the <laughs> Adams at the goal line. I love some of the tackles we made there. You know, we got a couple big fourth down stops. But again, any any like serious heavyweight punch back, we just never delivered it to the Packers. And so Come they're on, they're happy, laughing, laughing. They feel untested. Not that I'm making excuses for the defense, but if you're going to allow them to have 44 offensive plays in the first half, your defense is going to be gassed and worked by the fourth quarter. It is. I I agree. You know, and I I tend to be a defensive apologist. Uh, My my issues with the defense is we only played with the back seven. We didn't have a front four in this game, and the corners have to tackle a little bit better. I think those things are, are things that we can clean up a little bit. I have a lot more questions on the offense because I don't know where Irv Smith is going to set step up or whether Justin did he even play? Step up. He had one did catch. Why don't we use that guy more? What is the problem? Well, this is my question. Watching on, today, man. Kirk Cousins seemed to focus on Adam Thielen. Yep. But other than a few passes elsewhere, a couple to BC, one to Irv, check down to Cook type stuff. You didn't see much. Is Kirk going through his reads like normal? Or is he just focusing on Adam Thielen because that's who he trusts? I'm fine with him focusing on Adam Thielen. Lee and Jefferson will earn it when they're ready. Same with Irv Smith Jr. They weren't ready today. Uh, I actually think on offense, the offensive line held up okay. They weren't great. It was okay. On some of the – Kirk had it wasn't time on some plays line. others not. But, but I, I'm willing to give Irv and Justin Jefferson time to grow into the offense. I need to see it right away from Kirk, from Adam Thielen, from Dalvin Cook. I'd give them – I'd grade them. I'd, I'd give them a C-plus on this game. Um, not enough for a defense yeah. that <clears throat> rest a little bit. Ir- Irv Smith needs to get out, needs to get more involved and get in the, you know what? He's a second round pick. He had all last year to develop. He needs to get in there. You got to put these guys in here at some point. You can't just sit on them all this time. He's good enough to get him in there. Get him the football. I, I mean, remember seeing a couple plays where he Justin was open Jefferson. and Kirk threw elsewhere. I don't know what the read procedure is with Cousins. I know I miss Diggs. I miss Diggs on his bubble, little bubble hitches and shit. Um, <laughs> but I don't want people to start tearing me up. Oh, Diggs is gone, Drew. Move on. Well, you know what? It's a big hole. Not have from him and Hunter. They're pretty, two pretty, pretty big misses for today. Oh, yeah. As far and as I'm concerned. Everson Griffin and. I just, you know, I see the, the offense. I don't see any plays that really stretch the field or anything that's really like aggressive. I don't, I see a really, like I said earlier, I just see really going through the motions and hoping we get six yards on this run and then we'll wait till third and four. And then, you know, I see, I see Green Bay running the play where the guy in motion gets flipped the ball and he runs around the corner. I don't see any of that kind of stuff from the Vikings. Nothing. Nothing about that. We had to attack their linebackers. We had to attack the middle of the field. That's where the Green Bay Packers' weakness was. To me, that's a game where BC Johnson and Irv Smith Jr. just flourish, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and we didn't go really over the middle of the field at all. There was that one uh, long reception to Kyle Rudolph over the middle that set up the field goal before halftime. 
But outside of that, it's like we should have been getting Dalvin Cook on Oren Burks five times a quarter, like as much as we could. It's all a matchup game, right? Yeah, exploit your matchups attack. And, you know, instead we were like, okay, well, let's try a seven-step drop on our own two-yard line. (laughs) You know, sometimes sometimes I watch Cousins and it's really – sometimes I have to rewind it and go – Sometimes he looks like he's played football for like a week. Really, <laughs> it's concerning. I even said it on the thread going, what in the hell could he be thinking about on that play? It's really weird. It's it's strange because, I mean, I don't want, we all know about the inconsistency. You got to be consistent as a quarterback, but he just does some things right to stop and go, what in the hell was that? Like he looks like he he's not sure of himself a lot of times. And if he's Kirk, not sure of himself, nobody's going to be sure of him. No, no quarterback instills instills more fear in his own fans than Kirk Cousins when he's scrambling. It is <laughs> terrifying <laughs> to see that guy tuck and run, man. But he, he did it today. But he did it. He did it successfully. But to but, me, it, to me, it was kind of like watching Paul Krause making eighteen tackles. If Paul Krause is making eighteen tackles, the day is not going well. Yeah. If Kirk Cousins is having to run for first downs, it's not going well in the long run. And that's kind of how I felt about it. I have faith in the guy when things are rolling along, but I don't know. Maybe it's just I want too much. I want creativity. I want intensity. That's what I want for my football. I don't want just base everything. Is Kubiak's play calling stale? He's always Uh, a conservative coach. It wasn't it wasn't great this game. I like how they mixed both Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison into the into the backfield. I thought his play calling was good given the limited chances that he got because of execution. Um, if I had to criticize one play call, you know, you know me, I, I love to point fingers. That second down call when we're backed up on our own goal line, that's an unacceptable play call to run a full play action, seven yard drop when we're that, when we're that far back. And that sack is, you can't blame that on anybody, but the play caller, you know, he, the guy came unblocked. It was a long run fake. Kirk basically got done with the run fake before he got hit. He didn't fumble. So like, take, take a quick three yard drop or actually run the ball there, but don't just set your, your immobile quarterback up for failure eight yards in his own damn end zone. Like, well, I have no problem with the play action, but the whole idea that he play action did then drop back versus rolled out one of the two directions. That's where the issue was. And it was just, boy, it was bad. As much as I, when I just said it, it, Amazes me what Kirk Cousins is thinking about on some plays. I have a hard time pointing the finger at that guy for this game. I mean, you got a defense who can't get off the field. Every fucking drive, it's 13 plays. I mean, come on, dude. I, the, the corner blitz, the safety blitz they did on Cousins to cause the safety, I'd like to see us try that a couple times. I mean, right. Even after the safety, I had no problems with Kirk Cousins. Look at what the man did in the first half. The entire body of work in the first two quarters. Tell me that you're happy with that performance because I think two, two for two for a yard or something. I mean, that was first was quarter, no, but I think he was, he was like no five for seven with an interception. He was no threat in the first half. He wasn't part of the game. And like I said, like I said, I've been on teams when things are going that bad. He's got to be the guy to step up and get people fired up. 
Yeah, um, you know, he doesn't seem to. He doesn't. He, I think he thinks that's not his responsibility. But you know, you could point the the failure finger at everybody in this game, starting from Zimmer all the way down. That staff got totally out coached today. I mean, badly, badly out coached, game yeah. plan wise, and uh, the Vikings just. They, they stepped on the field, and they looked like they just got ran off the field and had no answer. It's kind of like a guy hitting you with flurries, and you're in the corner going, holy shit, this guy's kicking my ass. But, Drew. Kept... What? I agree with you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dave agrees with me. I thought you were going to say it was Rick Spielman's fault. No. <laughs> no that, that's the, that, this is a coaching loss. This is top to bottom. You know, mm-hmm. I I am calling out Kirk just because I think he's equally responsible. He's got to well. play better. He's got to fucking he's, play better. He's got to play better. But attack! 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 Don't sit got, there. Just... He's got to play better. Harrison Smith has got to play better. Mike Zimmer's got to coach better. Every single person in the Vikings organizations has to look in the mirror and say, how can I get better? It was, you know what, yeah. Flip? It was just blasé. You can't have blasé because teams are ready to fight you and play you. You can't go out there and just stand around from the coaching staff down. Eric Kendricks is running around making plays. Everybody be like Eric Kendricks. Yes. Everybody follow Eric Kendricks' lead. That's what you that's how you play. And if somebody if somebody beats if somebody beats you on the offensive line and gets a sack on your quarterback, then you pound your chest and go. Fuck that. I'm not going to let that happen again. And then the next guy gets fired up. And the next guy gets fired up. And the next guy gets fired up. And pretty soon you're all fired up. I just seen a bunch of standing around today like it was a preseason game. And this isn't preseason. We're going to see a lot next week in that indie game. We're going to see how the Vikings come out after taking this beat down. And we're going to see, we're going to see really early if this team's going to fold up the tent. Or if they're going to get their shit together from getting punched in the mouth. And I know Zimmer's probably already has a press conference saying we need to play better. I'm sick <laughs> of hearing that. I don't want to hear that anymore. And, and, you know, Drew, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Is That's why I'm always looking at the first half. I'm always looking at key drives. Because it comes down to, like, look, you just got punched. When are you going to punch back? You're right. down with 40 seconds left in the first half. Are you going to punch back? No, you threw a fucking interception. That's right. You're down 12 on the first half of the second drive. Are you going to punch back? No, you're going to go you're going to go 6 and out. You're down 12 in the first drive of the fourth quarter. A key stop here will give you your last possible chance to actually make this a game. Are you going to punch back? No, you're just going to let Aaron Rodgers drive down the field and score again. That's where the Vikings have to be better. They have to say, this is a big moment, and I'm a big player. I need to rise to this occasion. And you know what? On that, let me give Flip Mozzie his first arm slap. (laughs) And there goes Skype again. Yes. I couldn't say it any better. Uh, We talk a lot about, you know, if you lose a football game in the last seconds on a field goal, well, you played it out. You lose a football game like this, it makes you shake your head going, what in the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Question of the week. In one play. It's, this, the guy was a starting left defensive end for all of training camp because the Neil Hunter's out. <laughs> you got to look at the next guy. I mean... I use Kendricks as an example. That guy's got to be walking around the locker room thinking to himself, "I gave more. I gave the effort. Where are your guys? When are you guys going to give the effort?" 
Mm-hmm. It's a good question, and there goes the connection again. Interior of the defensive line. Who is in there? Oh, Jaleel dude. Johnson and Shamar Stefan. Is that our starters? I mean, we'll wait for the numbers to come out, but I'm telling you, there was rotation, rotation, rotation in there. So Shamar Stefan probably started next to Julio Johnson, but I saw Armand Watson there. Right. I saw Hercules Mata'afa in there. I had to have binoculars because they weren't making any plays, so I just had to <laughs> see what was going on before the snap to see who was actually in there, but they so tried— Work. We're still guesswork of the D line. We don't um, know. It's like hoping we get one of these guys to flash, and none of them did in week one. Yeah, and I remember seeing Yarborough in there being manhandled. I mean, he got in. I had to look up. I was like, who is number 52? Yep. Because he was just like running behind the receiver, the running back every yeah. single play. You know what? For as many games as Zimmer has played against Rodgers, and I'll give you this, Zimmer usually game plans Rodgers pretty well. That was probably Rodgers' easiest game against Zimmer. Mm-hmm. That I think Aaron Rodgers' easiest game in his last three years. With <laughs> 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 that... <laughs> 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 Let's wrap this up. This wonderful week one where the Vikings start 0-1 going down to the hated division rival, the Green Bay Packers. Anyways, any last word as we lose? You should call Zimmer and tell him to be be aware because his number one fan is now questioning him. If James Stefano is questioning Zimmer, Zimmer should be nervous at his desk. Because Dave's his number one fan, man. I'm telling you. Anyways, call him up, Dave. Hey, if I had his phone number. Any last words, Flip? For for all these Vikings fans who were sad that we lost Kevin Stefanski, just know the dude scored six points today. Okay, <laughs> I'm fine with Gary six. Kubiak. He'll figure this out. Skull Vikes. Drew, I say we're gonna bounce back next week and see what we're made of. You know, we take, we're down, we get up, we dust ourselves off, we take our medicine like a man, and we move on. But there's always a meow, meow, Viking cow. Flip, great visiting with you, and great that you're on the show. You do a hell of a job. Hey, great time. I'll see you all next week. Hopefully, it's after a W. Skull Vikes. Hopefully, Skull Vikings! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.